Welcome back to the Emergency Power Podcast Afterburner After Show. I would have done a voice in this, but I think things are a little too serious for that. Uh, this is, this is oh my God. I'm, so, I'm soaking oh up the hate. God. It's fine. Give it to me. You son uh, of a bitch. Yeah. Holy crap, It's man. not hate. I'm just so anxious. There's so much to chew uh, on in this episode, and no. I feel like so bad for Cooper because, but I'm happy for Cooper too, because right. we're finally like, it's, it's happening. The it's happening. Like, it's happening. It's finally Next happening. time it is uh, freaking happening. You know what I really okay. am hoping for is I'm hoping for like a Wizard of Oz like thing where it's like a giant head <laughs> of Disneyans and just like, just like oh green flames. Do not look at the brain. giant's brain. <laughs> okay, I've uh, never before, mentioned it, but he's huge. Right. <laughs> Before we go it's down this so rabbit good. hole, we need to roll call. Oh, yes, Absolutely, yes, yes. yes. I, as always, am your galactic manager, Adam. Leslie's here. Kay's here. Uh, Richard's on deck. Mark is also here. And Cooper's here. <laughs> We're here in spirit, but here. we've died inside. Stress <laughs> a little is here. Bit. I do really want when we release this afterburner for Leslie to go through and clip us talking about the arcane bullshit deck so you can see what we were like before we recorded this episode and where we are now. Oh my gosh. Honest yes. to God, that was on my part at least, that was just nerves because I'm like, something's going to go down. It's either, it's going to be bad this episode. I don't know how or why, but it's going to be bad. I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. Yeah, what was the card you pulled this time? Nine of Cups reversed, which... Richard, what was your perfect explanation of it? It's look at all these awesome things that the universe has in store for everyone that you will never get to enjoy. <laughs> oh, no. uh, yeah, yeah, that was so unbelievably spot on. I don't even know what to say about it. I hate tarot sometimes. Uh-huh. I kind of want the penis. You brought us into wrong. this, this tarot <laughs> world. Never been wrong. <laughs> it's astounding. That's, it really is. And I think that's why I want to order the arcane bullshit deck so yes. that when Kay pulls the oh card that like, crushes our soul. You showed us have... those cards right before we started <laughs> They're editing. so funny. Oh. Before we started recording. Oh, like God. we were trying to like bring down the level so we could get ready because yeah. you know we were vamping before. We were just talking, shooting the shit. And then just as we're about to start recording, Richard drops the link to this arcane bullshit deck and like the entire room just busts up it's laughing great. because they're it's amazing so so if good. you haven't seen them go look i just want to be like i want i want us to have that moment where it's like okay k drew the tower but on the other hand i drew big sexy satan god so <laughs> big sexy satan is so good it's so good big sexy satan they have it in a patch and it's red like i'm all over this website right now like can't go wrong with big sexy satan a bunch of cats posing as a woman. See, here's the problem. I can't not see Big Sexy Satan as the dervish, and it just makes me right? angry. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of, yeah, Big Sexy Satan might have been the wrong choice. No. For that example. There's a, there's a really good patch on here that says, on my way to lick all the crystals at the crystal store. <laughs> you do <Yeah>. imagine. <laughs> Why is this one so sticky? Uh, but no, what a great episode. Oh that was awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. That was amazing. Oh, so much, so much, so awesome, much awesome role playing. I'm, and I'm glad that we figured out how to tie up all the loose ends to really be able to move forward as a team. Yes. It makes me happy. Absolutely. And the, one of the things that was just a, a little bit of ticklishness for me 
is you guys were like speculating like what's gonna happen in this episode before and everyone's like all right here's what's gonna happen we're going in we're gonna have a combat we're gonna kill everyone in there then we're gonna go to narians and deal no. with that situation and it's like <laughs> None of that happens. yeah it's hard to plan no. it's hard to plan ahead <laughs> yeah. in, in one of your games adam just because like everything just like we, we start and like we start with everything laid out for us and then like five minutes into it it's like yeah that's not at all what's happening at all anymore <laughs> oh, we have it. a strategy that strategy <laughs> yeah. is no longer viable yeah exactly exactly i try to keep you guys on your toes yeah i did not expect combat which is why soul was still in the little assistance uniform. fair enough called it <gasps> but uh yeah that was whew. Uh, where do we even start leslie almost committed mass murder in <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that moment so like good kind of did anyway okay, so yeah i like, wish pan was here Griff grew up for a brief time on Akiton and remembers as a child growing up in like this just wasteland of an environment and all the time the adults are talking about how like the the contemplatives and the people in power don't care about them and how they're they're just like they're the reason that everything is miserable plus all of the crap that we've been dealing with stacked yeah. on top of that. It's like, what good is on those ships? Show me the good. Well, it's it's mostly just security workers, and that's what was so like brutal about it. You well, were no, just it's killing not the, on the ships that no. are fleeing. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Yeah, it's civilians. Like, we don't know that. Yeah, Para pinpointed that. Like, mm -hmm. it was like there are people on those ships who are responsible for all of the bull crap that's happening on Akaton. Mm -hmm. But there are also their children that are fleeing right now mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. and they're innocent in this. They, they're just, it's not their fault that they were born in those positions. And it took Para saying something to, to get Whisker to add that into the calculation. There might also be families just like Mm -hmm. The dovetails who have found a way out, whether they've stowed away, stolen a ship, bartered for passage, you know. I am so glad that Pan and Para stepped up for that because Sol was not paying attention, so didn't have the chance. Yeah, like I didn't want to like meta the situation and be like, Whiskers totally going to make this decision. Everybody notices like. That mm -hmm. wouldn't have made sense in the mm -hmm. moment, and I think only Pan had any reason to have been nearby. Well, and like, yeah. Scriff wouldn't have done it. I, I can say, like, flat out, Scriff wouldn't have done it. But Whisker, like, th the the pairing of the two, of Scriff and Cat, like, there's a little bit of a coldness that gets added in there. Uh, a little bit of just calculating. Right, right, like a more machine thinking than like... Yeah, looking at the long odds what are these people going to do if they leave and just do this to another planet? Yeah. Mm. And yeah, that we'll try was, to come back. Yeah, that was beautifully played, Leslie. Yeah. Like, it was a really that, fun scene. I loved that it. That character, that, that as short as it was, that little character arc was beautiful. You know, and it, it makes Whisker realize that like there's still something to be said about making the better, worst decision. Like, it's not the optimal decision, but you'll be able to sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You still have a soul. Yeah, 
right next to you. They're not wearing a miniskirt anymore, but... <laughs> they put on pants, finally. That's really sound ethical advice coming from a being that, you know, consumes corpses. <laughs> <laughs> Extra dimensional well, being, right? It's not a problem they're if they're dead. If they're alive, then... <laughs> yeah. It's bad. You shouldn't kill all these people. And it, yeah. Mm, yeah. Delicious. <laughs> Munching on a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to kill people. Guy? Okay. <laughs> I like to imagine the odds were really tight and like it just took a little nudge of someone saying, make sure that you know what you're doing before you do this. And that's what tipped the scale. I think like uh, so uh, like it came across. It comes across the way that uh, Pan played it as well it was very much like not forcing like, don't do this. Don't do this. Very much like you said, like, just just think about it for just a second. Um, and then like that allows you to still be the one in the driver's seat. It doesn't necessarily take that yeah. decision away from you. You're still the one who has to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's great. Yeah. So and good. I, I can't speak for Pan, but I get the impression that Para is still trying to figure out Whisker and like mm -hmm. their compass. Like, cause you know, they're starting to get a hang of Scriff and then Whisker comes in and starts kicking down doors and like, it's completely <laughs> different. So I imagine that this was more like, all right, I'll give you the information and I'm going to see what you do with it. That's mm -hmm. how it felt. I think Para knows Scriff as well as Whisker does. And like, so I, I think that's why it, it was so effective was like Para was playing exactly to the same point that Scriff would have made. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> instead you just destroyed everyone in a car down below. <laughs> there are yeah. security folks. They're they're yeah. just doing their job and so are we. My goodness. Like, it's and so, so it's brutal. The, Someone's got to die. The new, the new Death Star, the new Death Star discussion of should you have blown up the second Death Star because it's full of contract workers. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to make a real world, world example of this. So, yes. <laughs> like that. Yes. Also, let's let's keep it away from it. that. <laughs> yeah. So, I loved the uh, the call with Vin. Oh, I have been dreading that call for forever. And there were so many other things that Sol and Vin were supposed to talk about. And I was nope, going to say, we did miss shift. a couple things for sure. So, we need to get that. Yeah. And I will say that that was partially intentional mm -hmm. um, because when you called up, Vin was already dealing with some shit and they probably were not going to hear more, you know? Yeah, we, we didn't mention the most ordained commander to them. And yeah, you guys did say you were sending basically all the data you had. So okay. I imagine I was, that would pop up. I would hope so, because that was quite an encounter we had very recently. Vin's just like, see what's that. this about a holographic chicken? <laughs> oh my goodness! And <laughs> uh, you, you all got a little, a little more info about Sol oh. and those Lashenta. But imagine uh -huh. Vin going through all that data, by the way. Oh God! And just like confirming everything that we told them in that meeting. <laughs> it's like it's all true. <laughs> Every yep. last bit yep. of it's true. Oh, yeah, that's gotta be uh, awful. They're like, oh, I'm getting transferred out of here to deal with this. Going through the information, I have to deal with this. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> poor Vin. Soul's gonna, Soul's gonna owe them. It's a real, it's a real. Tell them about the Twinkie <laughs> moment. Side note: What happens to the 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 goblins on the space station? 
My money is on the goblins. Oh yeah, <laughs> between between Uzi and Boa, like working together, yeah. they're good. They're heckin' good. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh. I'm not saying they're not going to take a hit, but you know, but 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 that whole thing is scary because it's like confirmation that the Cylon are really moving forward with their plan in this universe yeah. too. I was I was waiting for the drop where like. Uh, Dervish was telling Swarkus in that recording of like, you know, hey, I'll give you the Vescarium and mm-hmm. Swarkus playing it off like, I don't need you. Well, Vescarium will take care of you. I was waiting for the drop of Dervish just saying, we already took the Vescarium. Mm. Right. I'm offering yeah. it to you. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam, yeah. how dare you potentially maybe have Jasper on the Dervish's side? <laughs> <sighs> Oh, oh man! I don't I think he knows. Shit at you guys today. I don't think he knows what <laughs> yeah. he's getting into. I think Jasper Jasper probably just made a deal with someone who's on Dervish's team, thinking like, "Hey, yep. this will get this job done," and has no clue what he's entangled himself with. Yep, and that's understandable, especially given you know everything that Jasper the Breathless has been through. But whew. that's the she Dervish's would, modus operandi. Who would be stupid after- enough to make a deal with a dervish, right, guys? After- <laughs> right, right? Who would do that? Especially when they don't have his name. It's like Whisker and Pond's shuffling uncomfortably. <laughs> and after, like, I tried to set him up with someone to freaking run his new empire to, like, uh, middle manage yeah. everything. Oh, my God. I love that moment where you're just like, here's my card. And it's like a literal tarot card. Mm-hmm. Well, my Soul card. has done this several times. They mm-hmm. give cards to people, and I have no, like, they've been doing this for so long, Jasper would know that, right? But that's why sure. Sol didn't want to threaten the middle manager and wanted to befriend her, because... <laughs> Until you did. Useful. Well, you got you to make it clear, right? Like, no, we're not going to kill you, but if I'm giving you an opportunity, and if you, take, if you use that to hurt my friend, well, then I will kill you, but I'm giving you an opportunity. Now, I have a question. When Soul is drawing cards to read the universe, do they draw from the same deck that they've been handing out cards so they're playing with half a deck? <laughs> Soul is just playing with a half a deck over here. <laughs> no, Soul has several decks. The cards they give away are always the purple and gold. Okay. Um, they did a different pull for um, Scriff way back. Right. They used a different deck. But the deck that they usually use is black and gold and holographic. Cool. That's that's what they do their pulls from for the universe. They did use a special black deck for Para. Mm, I remember that. Yeah, I like that. Th- those poofy pants have lots of pockets hidden away <laughs> in them, and there's all the tarot decks stuffed in there. I was uh, kind of sad I didn't get an opportunity to apologize to Tae, but I figured that wasn't going <laughs> to show up yeah maybe time. you should just let that situation cool down a bit yeah probably uh, <laughs> yeah and you did get an example of how to take a gift back <laughs> yeah and got to mention mr business yeah it's oh the rest my God. of the party i i i could not ruin the moment but the second you gave pawns the circlet. I'm like, oh, so you get to have one of these friendship <laughs> bracelets. <laughs> oh, yes. that would have been amazing. Like comes back I'll to a tree or something. <laughs> I could not break the tension of that moment, no matter how uh, badly I wanted to. No, I, I had, yeah. <laughs> I did too, because soul, soul's intelligent. Soul, neither soul's intelligence nor their wisdom is incredibly high. 
Uh, they come off as very wise, trying their very best. Uh, but I did, I did roll a d20 to see, like, would Soul have made this connection by now? Okay, yes, okay. That was a good conversation. Uh, it humanized, if that would even be the right term in this uh, Starfinder scenario. Uh, it humanized both pawns and soul, and I found it very touching that it was like, soul is now at the point where they're like, all right, I care about them enough that I'll try to do something for them. I'll even try physical contact a little bit. And you know, pawns is kind of reeling from all the things that are happening, their own actions a bit. Uh, the actions of potentially Narians, well, it's a lot. Yeah, and, and to yeah. put perspective of, like, that does affect pawns for the rest of the population to... Well, not the rest of the population, but, like, the guards getting gunned down, the revelation that the dervish is right there. Like, we just killed a bunch of people. Uh, and, like, there was a lot... Like, he was just basically confronted with two issues he had as a person right before this, and all of these things kind of culminating to this, like... I'm about to go actually finally see what's up with Narians and how little he had really brought people into the loop of what he was going through internally, even though he, you know, usually will just process what's happening directly in front of him. And this was like, wow, a lot just happened. Okay. How do I, how do I reflect on that? So that was, that was a cool conversation. Yeah, I, I said this, and it was like, I do enjoy how incredibly different these two characters are, and yet they have like these moments, and that's really, really fun and rewarding for me. Yeah, an occasional through line. Definitely some, some <laughs> great RP. Yeah. Oh man, this episode was full of it from like everybody. Chunky. Like, you guys getting in there and trying to help my Ronnie after the audio log played. Like, I also, I will, you know, point out, I really liked Koto's contribution mm -hmm. to that. It's like, yeah. listen, kid, I, I appreciate where you're coming from and I got you. But at the same time, there's some bad things coming up. You need to tell me what's going on. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a hard truth for someone to accept when they're in the middle of essentially a full on panic anxiety yeah, like attack. PTSD. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a mental health crisis. Yeah, a mental health crisis. Thank you. But like it was it was a powerful moment because it gave perspective because, you know, soul and five year very much like we're going to get in here on this level with you and we're going to try to talk you through it. So to have Kodo be like, that's nice and all, but there's a bigger <laughs> picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Didn't wa don't want to force. Um, I don't want to force my Ronnie to talk into it, but eventually we're going to have to in order to stop the, the big bad thing that's going to be happening. Yeah, I wanted to ask Mark, how's Koto feeling with like yeah. all of the stuff from the previous universe becoming true now in this universe? Um, like the information we've learned about the Dervish being in cahoots with the most ordained commander. Um, so when we were talking about the character of Koto, Adam was saying that like the 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 universe that Koto just came from. It's like, it, it, it's almost like it's a little bit from the future, but not so much as in like, it's not like three or four or five years into the future. Um, and like the way that I've been internalizing it is that she's actually not really from the future. She just hasn't had the secondhand crew to delay the Cylan um, and, and everything that, that that's, that's going on. So I'm, I'm thinking that it, that this is literally what's been stopping 
the Cyland from taking over this like part of the galaxy, this part of the universe, is is literally like you guys putting an end to it, like in the in the first season, or like or like or delaying that from happening. So we're such we're really good speed bumps. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. So like I think like what she's she's like she's really really um like as a character like I mean that's just a roundabout way to say as a character she is kind of freaking out because like. She had no idea that this is like coming to Akiton was really going to like play. This is how it was all going to play out. She was just like, okay, we're going to do this detour and then we're going to go and like bring it to the Cyland. Uh, but like, you know, it's all leaning back into one thing. So the character, she's kind of freaking out about it. But me as the player, I think that, you know, like the only thing that stopped them before was this group of heroes. And so now that she's part of it and she has experience with dealing in when they're at their worst, she can hopefully prevent it from happening again. I want to say too, I love the way you play Koto because I have, I got, I got some strong opinions about charisma based characters mm -hmm. and charisma classes. And like, don't get me wrong. I love me a horny bard. Uh, look at, <laughs> look at soul. Got a little bit of that going on, but I love because so much of charisma is actually just like this sense of self yes. and like this, this like drive. And I love seeing Koto like more insecure and like, unsure of herself but also sure of what she has to do i think it's like um just because of having been gone through so many different universes um you really mm -hmm. need to learn about yourself like you really you really do need to learn about yourself um and i think where like her insecurity is stemming from right now is not so much like well i don't know like who i am and i, I know who i am and i i know like like uh, i can be charismatic when the time calls for it but am i going to be able to stop what's happening what I have seen happen happen over here because I've seen what it's like when it gets really bad and I I don't know I wasn't able to do anything about it back where I came from I don't am I going to be able to have a, a chance to prevent it from happening here that's where that insecurity is coming from and it's funny you say that we are the speed bump because like me personally I feel like we're the cause like this universe <laughs> would have been fine if we had never tried to leave that planet <laughs> Paz was happy to stay I don't know <laughs> nobody's gonna be here the whole time like, this is pretty cool there's like plants that are trying to kill us and would have been a very different season 3 <laughs> yeah <laughs> monsters absolutely also trying to kill us yeah right 5e going into caretaker mode and just it's being great. so protective of and like so respectful of my Ronnie like that was really that was really so cool sweet. me and my robo yeah. dad <laughs> hopefully hopefully after editing it it won't be as in apparent but we we did kind of have to have a group conference and a GM sidebar of like what do because this character will leave with this kid um, yeah, obviously, yeah. some difficult you know, discussion there. That breaks a, breaks a lot of basic rules for for narrative games like this. I.e., don't split the group because that's <laughs> always harder on the GM. We need our murder bot, please. Split the group. And, and I want to be your murder bot, but the murder bot like wants to take care of his protectee. <laughs> and and really, the only way that I that I could see through that was to leave the choice in my Ronnie's hands. Um, and also, I think to reemphasize that we're a crew. You're part of that crew now. You are becoming an equal in our eyes, and we trust each other. And this is what is best for the crew. The decision is yours. You have the data. You're in charge of that that future. You're in charge of your destiny, but you also kind of carry a little bit of ours with you too. 
And it ties in perfectly with what you've been doing of, you know, enabling this yeah. person who had everything mm -hmm. decided for them. You're giving them the choice. What I really like, though, is like um, you are like when I hear things like that, like, yeah, it's objectively better if I'm with everybody because it's like we're going to roll better. I'm going to do more damage. It's like the monsters are going to be easier to fight. But when we when you're making a choice that narratively makes sense, it makes it more dramatic. That's the kind of stuff I mm -hmm. like to necessarily listen to um, when I'm listening to like an actual play or when I'm when I'm listening to like a drama. Like, I, I mean, it's 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 cool. Like the fight scenes are really cool. And but like the character growth that we're, we're seeing and, and like you, you sticking true to what the character would do as opposed to like, ah, it's just better for numbers if I'm with the group for fights. Like, that's really awesome. I'm mm -hmm. really glad to see that yeah. happening here on the yeah. podcast. Mm -hmm. And my Ronnie going in for the hug. Yeah. Oh. Robot has feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a yeah, like I, everyone just stopped and took like a collective sigh because like so much yeah. happened in this episode. This is a doozy, man. This is a doozy. There, mm -hmm. there has been so much anxiety, at least on my part. Yeah, and Adam, amazing job with the uh, video clip from yes. Swarkus. Yeah, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yes. I, I know at the beginning we were just kind of listening, trying to figure out, you know, oh, okay, what transpired between them. And then the build up just to kind of repeat what Pan has said before, but Swarkus is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> such, he does such a it's, good job of relaying Swarkus is really freaking cool. I think like yeah. the uh, like earlier you said that you kind of regretted like giving us that little or like well like not necessarily regretted, but like should I have done that? Like giving us that little like hint of maybe the dervish is gonna take over Swarkus. Like the easy thing would have been, yeah, Swarkus is an enemy now, and like you guys can't really trust him. But like what you ended up doing and like actually be like having him resist, because um, like he's been through it, man. Swarkus has been his has been through the ringer, so mm -hmm. it could have been super easy for him to just like fall into like control, but or uh, being controlled. Yep. But man, like what you ended up doing uh, was so cool. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I think narratively it was really great to give us that peak too, because it put so much pressure on us as players. Mm -hmm. Like yes. our characters didn't know, but we as players in the back of our mind are like, oh, it's not just this. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're gonna have to deal with Sorgus. Yeah. I I'm always trying to balance like how much pressure to put on the players themselves. And I was wondering if that was too much with everything else yeah. I'm throwing at you, but yeah. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I I had to record and edit that beforehand because every time I did it, I'd be like, <laughs> "It's so cool! I love that." <laughs> yes, I love my characters exactly. Like, so the thing is that, like, when heroics things happen in like movies and games, I will ball and like I can't stop it. So like, when I go to write a scene like that, it's just as bad, if not worse. So I recorded all of that section in the hopes that once it was done, I could continue with the next line, you know? Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yes, it's that Aragorn, you bow to no one moment. Right. Yeah. Just like there's not a dry <laughs> yeah. eye in the theater. <laughs> you can't Adam, even think about it with a well enough Vigo. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Adam, I have to ask, did... Did we do anything? Did we make any decisions this episode that like really shocked you? That like Whisker, really surprised you? Come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like that was the big one where I like, I have so many thoughts in the back of my mind how things might play out, where they could go from there. 
And like that one, for some reason, just didn't cross my mind. I guess I had too much to think about. But like the second Leslie said, what do I have access to up here? It was like, uh-oh. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I loved it. I know. I was expecting so much. Yeah. And, um, sorry, go ahead, Cooper. No, I was just thinking, like, you probably could have controlled, like, some power to some places of the city or, like, what screens. Oh, yeah. I don't Like, I'm sure you had if we had more insane time, amount of access. You could have put the Pawns Revolution flyer up oh on every screen. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's not too late. It's not too late for a retcon. No, no, no. There's a, there's a popsicle somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> How far is your remote hacking? Oh, you don't have that anymore. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, but, okay, and, and the other one was I knew there would be a moral dilemma with 5e. I wasn't sure exactly how it was going to play out. But once Richard started talking, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. So I, I understand now. But yeah, I wasn't 100% sure. Were you guys going to send my Ronnie away? Were you going to keep him? You know, that kind of deal. Yeah. Tangentially related, y'all. Uh, I can't tell what's happening there. We're getting there. Oh my God. Is it what I Someone think it is? Oh it's my goodness! Is it's that Pons, Pons would do Pons. with the Tommy guns? <laughs> it's Pons. It's Pons. really Poster. terrible, but I will. <laughs> All right, we that are going wonderful. to finish that. We're going to color it up, <laughs> throw it out on the Twitter or whatever. That's going out. Immediately. Yes, Immediately. thank you, Kay. It's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Had to do the Viva Revolution. It's not great, but that's okay. It exists. That's all right. It wasn't great to begin with. Like, I have no idea the artistic skill of a brain that uses little tendrils to move things or maybe on their mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was just such an intense episode. I think we all are just I had again, I was pacing half the episode. Yeah, I am legitimately worn out right now. <laughs> That's the sign of a good one. Elevators. Finally, they happen. <laughs> We got to the tubes that shoot contemplatives through space. Oh, you are standing at the foot of a stairway with potentially Nerians at the top. Maybe. Yay, Who the heck knows? Yeah. And so <laughs> we will definitely see Nerians within five episodes. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I would say five months is probably Ooh. more appropriate. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening and hanging out with us on the Afterburner After Show. Hopefully you are as wrapped up in this stuff as we are. And tune in for the next chapter, because we have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah. May the penis weasels be with oh, you. I was going to say it. I was going to say that. No. Oh, God. All hail the penis weasel. All hail the penis weasel.